What is up, everybody? Welcome back to a special episode of The Spectators. It is our NFL preview, and we're not giving you a lot of time. The NFL starts tonight. We have the opener, which snuck up on, at least for, for me, snuck up on. But, me too. Uh, <laughs> me too, man. How you doing, Brooklyn? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I'm hype. We got Chiefs, Texans tonight. Are you ready for some football, man? Absolutely. Am I ready? Oh, I'm ready for some football. No, I don't think you're ready, bro. And it, it's wild, too, because, uh, like I said, it snuck up on us. And it's it's in part because it's just been so much happening, in, obviously, in the world. Facts. And we've had a lot of catching up to do with sports. So we still have the NHL and the NBA going on. And it's September, which is weird to think that it's September already. And then with, like, the the lack of college football, like, it's starting this week also, which we'll get into a little bit. Not not today, but we'll get into that probably on Monday. Um, college football is starting up too, but usually that's there to hype us up. So, for me at least, and there was no preseason either. So, the NFL just really snuck its way closer and closer, and all of a sudden we're drafting for fantasy teams. and yeah, we jump right into football season, man. This is nuts. This is absolutely nuts. Yeah. And like you said, catching up on everything. Like you said, we got NHL and NBA going on. We still got baseball, too, in the thick of things also. Yeah. And, and, and I college mean, uh, football coming back. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. And then, like, this weekend, we have the U.S. Open in tennis. And there's golf tournaments mm-hmm. going on every weekend. Like, it, um, soccer the Premier League and all the other leagues are starting up this week. So there's a lot going on this this week in particular uh, with things starting up, things starting to wrap up. But we're here to talk football, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So like you said, tonight we have Texans, Chiefs. We're not going to get too much into previews of games today. This is going to be more of a season-wide kind of preview type of deal. Um, obviously, we're going to have wrong takes. I mean, if you if you listen to our MLB one, I said the Reds were going to the World Series. I'm just an idiot for that, apparently. <laughs> um, but, but that's why we're here. We're, we're here to just talk about what we see, what we think is going to happen, yep. and just kind of go from there. And we would love to hear back from you guys if you think we're stupid, if you like our picks, whatever the case might be, or case may be. And... Um, it, it's a really good start to the season with, with two of the very young, bright spots in the league, Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, to me, two of the top what four or five quarterbacks in the league with Patty being number one and Deshaun being in the mix. And yeah. they had a great game last year in the playoffs where, the, where the Bill O'Brien is going to Bill O'Brien and lost them a game. Lost them a game isn't even the right words yeah, to use, it was, bro. It was a collapse, but <laughs> redemption is available tonight, and we'll see kind of what happens with that. Um, but yeah, I'm just excited for kickoff. But the way we're yeah, gonna man. do this for you guys, we're kind of gonna we're gonna go division by division, and then conference to conference, right? So we're gonna start in the NFC, start from the West, move on over, wrap up the NFC, move to the AFC, kind of give you an idea of how we see the season going and put a little asterisk next to how the season's going to go because hoping that the season does finish. Obviously, we're in a weird time. We don't know what's going to happen. People get sick. 
things might happen, especially with fans actually being able to go to some NFL stadiums. We just don't know how it's going to work out. So, yeah, that's that's going to be the real wild card right there. Oh, yeah. Because, like, yeah, we've had our issues a little bit with baseball. Basketball has been clean because obviously they've been isolated. Same thing with hockey. But football is going to be interesting. Yeah. And, and, and I don't if, really know what, like, their whole bubble situation is no within, idea. like, each organization. And but I'm it's sure gonna some be are very lax on it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we hope everything's going to go well. We hope nobody gets sick. Yep. And if they do, they recover fully, quickly. Yep. And it's it's kind of dealt with and, and put to bed quickly. But, you know, stuff kind of happens. So, again, that asterisk is there in case the season does end, which any day it really could. So, we're going to start out, like I said, in the NFC. And we're going to talk about each team in the position that they ended last season in. So, we're going to start at the top. Your Super Bowl runner-ups in the San Francisco 49ers. How you feeling about him, bro? Um, I mean, <laughs> they were solid last year. Then nothing more to be said about that. Like, they end up losing Brita, the running back. So I mean, that that's a little knock on uh their offense. But I mean, Mostert still could be a force. Jimmy's a dog, but they also lose the Forrest I, Buckner on defense. Yeah, the Forrest Buckner on defense is a tough loss. That's a big loss right there. Yeah. So, I mean, I still got them battling it out at the top of the division with uh, Seattle. But, I mean, should be a promising year for them. The way I look at the 49ers is I think they're really, really talented at a lot of positions. Mm-hmm. But I think with a year of seeing the scheme, seeing how certain players play in the scheme. Yeah. And, you know, it's really hard to put together back-to-back fantastic offensive seasons in the NFL. Unless you, unless you have a Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Peyton Manning, Brett Favre on your side. Mm-hmm. And th- at that point, it's not so much the playmaking or the, uh, the plays called, but the person executing, right? Facts. Uh, Shanahan's a phenomenal play caller. I mean, he's maybe the, the smartest offensive mind I've ever seen. That doesn't say much. I'm not that old, but, um, you know, he, he's something else. I think the NFC is going to put a particular focus on the stuff they do and the way they run the ball. And I think they're going to be – they're going to regress a little bit. I still think they're going to be a really good team. I do not think they win 13 games again. Um, yeah. I have them no, winning somewhere fact. between – nine on the low end but more realistically like 11 11 to 12 at, at the yeah, high that's side. exactly where i got them sitting at um but again nine on the low end just because i think they are in a tough division and the nfc this year as a whole is pretty tough um there's only about three teams that i'll tell you are actually really bad and that's like we'll get there but like the panthers washington and the giants everybody else i think is really competitive so I think it's just going to be a tough bounce back year, especially with the way the NFC works. We, we've we yet to see a team go to the Super Bowl in the NFC and come back just as strong. We haven't seen that in a long time. So that's that's kind of how I feel about them. The, now, let me 
go back to what I just said, the one team that has come back, went to a Super Bowl, and came back strong is the next team we're talking about, the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> um, yes, sir. They went to a couple of Super Bowls now, right? Uh, was it two or three back when they were uh, feeling good? I want to say it was two. And yeah, they, I think it they was two. Beat the, they beat the Broncos, and then they, they lose, obviously, on the, the play we all know. Uh, on the one, the one, <laughs> the one yard line, uh, should have given the it ball, to the skill man. man himself. And <laughs> but this is a situation where they have a quarterback who I gave you that list of guys earlier of quarterbacks, and this is probably the next guy on that list that was left off. Oh, absolutely, man. Um, yeah, Russ is just an absolute playmaker. He's a winner. They win a lot of games, and mostly because of him. Um, he's only had like a, a true like number one right wide receiver for like a year or two of his career, and I think this year is the best wide receiving core he's ever had, which isn't saying much, but I think it's the best one yeah. he's ever had. And they have a, a stable of running backs over there that if they're healthy, because they weren't towards the end of the year, um, I think this team is going to be really good. They lose Clowney. That's a that's a tough loss. Just like losing DeForest Buckner is for the Niners, just a tough loss. But I just I don't know something about something about the way that they prepare. Yeah, Pete Carroll is is a mastermind, man. He puts them in positions to be great, and especially when you got a quarterback like Russ, you're going to be great. And now I'm right there with you. With like the weapons on offense have just been lackluster but he manages to make it happen a little bit besides like making deep deep runs yeah and, and, and that's, i mean you know that's hard to do every year i mean they're in the mix yeah, every season. and it happens yeah and i don't really know how much of an impact this makes but getting greg olson adding him to that core up front i mean could it be a decent enough uh addition to the offense to give them that little extra push when they need it late in games it's, it certainly could be and it gives yeah. him a definitive uh end zone target which they thought they were getting exactly when they went out and signed uh, jimmy graham and that was a long time ago now but yeah. it's kind of the same situation like they're getting the older guy who's kind of on his way out of the league but still mm-hmm. could potentially offer something good i mean he was out of the league <laughs> the, yeah. the man had to come back yeah. <laughs> But I think Greg Olson was out of the league in the tank, and I and I think he has yeah. something to prove. He kind of wants to stick it to Carolina with the way they treated them towards the end there. Yeah, and now with another year of developing for uh, DK Metcalf, that would be dope too to see how he progresses. Oh yeah. So um, I have I have the Seahawks actually winning this division for me. Um, I do too. I have a lot of faith in the Seahawks this year, as you'll hear as we keep okay. talking. But I think the Seahawks are going to win this division probably with. Same amount of wins they had last season. They had 11. I'm going to say they get 12 this year. Uh, just based off the offense, keeping them ahead in games as opposed to the one-score games that they had last season, which I want to say was like 7 or 8, which is ridiculous. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I like the Seahawks a lot. Um, Move to the Rams. They were third last year. They went to the Super Bowl back in 2018. And they stunk the bed last year. And stunk the bed is kind of a harsh way to put it since they were 9-7 and seven and they were like a fringe playoff team. But I don't think anybody expected them to be so um, underwhelming on offense. 
Yeah. And especially now losing uh, Gurley, even though he wasn't the healthiest last year and barely played at times, it's going to be tough for them. Yeah, because that offense they had when they were really good in 2018 was led by Gurley. Exactly. It wasn't like a, he was a really nice piece. He was the offense, and they worked around him. Jared Goff was phenomenal in that season, but it was because the lanes were open because they had to worry about the rush. Yeah, and I just don't have any faith in Goff. I can't blame you for I, that. Yeah, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't have any faith in him, man. No, it's and, tough. Yeah, Goff is he's one of those guys that he's competent enough but you don't really want him running an offense. You want him moving an offense kind of a deal. And Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think they'll be competitive. I I do think that their defense is getting worse and worse. They they put a lot of money into that defense and it it's huh. just getting worse. <laughs> Ramsey with the latest big sign and making him the highest paid uh cornerback in nfl history 105 million dollar five-year extension from the rams perspective to re-sign him it just doesn't make much sense to me but uh, i mean you could re-sign him like he's still a top corner in the league but that's a lot of money a lot of years that's the thing and that's the reason they're in the situation they're in they they handcuff themselves giving all this money to the foul the dante fowlers and the dominican sue todd Gurley, jared goff uh, Jalen Ramsey, yep. like they gave all this money to these guys, and they couldn't fill the rest of their team out with like usable players. And once these contracts start to run out, that's it because they can't resign people. So, facts. So if th- I think the Rams are going to be competitive this year, but this is probably their last year to really make a push. Um, and I'm going to have them finishing at what they did last year, 9-7. and seven. Okay, fair enough. Uh, last fair team enough. in the division, Arizona. Uh, That's an interesting one. This, to me, is the most fun team in the NFC. And not because they're, like, super talented or anything like that. I just think they have so much upside. Facts. Like, that defense, they went out in this draft, and they got a whole bunch of dogs on defense, right? And then they go make a trade. They get rid of David Johnson, who injuries kind of held him back from being as great as he has shown that he is. Um, but they go get a arguably better, not even arguably, just a better playmaker in DeAndre Hopkins, who's a, probably a top three wide receiver in the league, would you say? Something like yeah. that. He's, a, he's one of the top guys. And they just go out and get him, a veteran wide receiver who loves his young quarterbacks, and Kyler is just the guy for the job. So I think those two, if they gel, I think if Kenny on Drake is as good as he ended the year, uh, that offense could be explosive. They have a lot of And like, then you still got old man Larry there, too, who could get it done Absolutely. just as well. Absolutely. And it's so. crazy that Larry Fitzgerald is always, like, forgotten about at this point. Like, he's not an all-time great. Yeah. And he's not, like, exactly. a healthy all-time great, too. So he's going to be a factor, 100%. And especially yeah, I'm excited now that to see he what, doesn't uh, have Arizona to be does. one. Yeah, that's going to be huge. That is going to be huge. And like you said, if Kenyon Drake could really open up those lanes and 
give them a chance to spread out the offense, man, it's going to be dangerous. Yeah, so. And I'm interested to see what Kyler does. Yeah, you know, he was pretty good last year. He wasn't great. Yeah. He had he had his hiccups, but he had flashes of really, really good. And that's kind of what we expected. Now, the hiccups could have been a product of them trying to run a new type of offense, too, with Kingsbury coming in mm-hmm. f- fresh off the collegiate coaching. So, I mean, now that everybody got a chance to really settle in, I think we're in for a nice little surprise from Arizona. I think so, too. Um I think they've probably finished right about where I said the Rams will also. I think this is a tough division for the whole year, um, and every game is going to come down to it. So if I'm a game or two off, it's because the Rams wind up beating the Seahawks once or the Cardinals beat the 49ers once or some nonsense like that. I think Now, the Cardinals- my quick little uh, hot take is okay. the Cardinals are ahead of the Rams in this division. Okay. They end up finishing third in this division. Okay. I, I like it. I'm, I'm right there with it. Yeah. So, um I, I fully agree with that. I actually think the Cardinals are going to find a way into the wild card is what I think. That'll be cool. I think the, I think the Cardinals sneak into the wild card because we have that expanded playoffs now, right? So there's an extra wild card team this year. Something to look at throughout the season. And um, I think the Cardinals figure out a way to kind of slither in there. And you're right. I, I probably have the Rams. I said 9-7. and seven. I probably have them a little bit lower than probably like 7-9 and nine or 8-8. Eight and eight. And then put Arizona up there as a nine and seven team. Um, yeah, the, this this season for the Rams is definitely the to be blown up season. If they underproduce, you you got to believe there's going to be changes made. Yeah, 100%. especially at the quarterback quarterback position to start it all out. Yeah, I, I fully agree. Fully agree. So yeah, um, I think we're on the same page though. I think we're both thinking. Seahawks, Niners, Cardinals, Rams is going to be like the layout for that division. Yep. That's um, it. And I think that's going to be a really competitive division too. So, you know. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fun. All right. Moving to the North. This is my bias division. Um, <laughs> NFC North. I'm a big Vikings guy. If you don't already know, um, we're going to start with the uh, the bad green man up North, the Green Bay the Packers. The stinky cheese men. The stinky cheese men. Um, they're going to be good. They're going to be good. Yeah. They, they've built a really good defense over the last couple of drafts. Um, but I think they had an opportunity this last season to really, really get that much closer. Because they've been right there for what feels like a couple of years. They a have while. Aaron Rodgers. All <laughs> they've while. needed is one or two like legitimate weapons outside of Devontae Adams. And the Packers just refused to go do that and instead went and drafted a quarterback. I, I think the Packers are – they're not going to take a step back because I'm not going to tell you losing one more game and going 12-4 and four is a step back or losing two yeah. games even. Like, that's not really a step back in my opinion. You know, the ball bounces a certain way sometimes. But I mm-hmm. do think that you're going to see their flaws more apparently than you did last year. I think Aaron Rodgers is at the end of his rope <laughs> and the end of his wits over there. And he's going to be playing well. And if he doesn't play well or things don't work out because they don't have the talent around him, I think you're going to hear from him. And and can he stay healthy? And can he stay healthy? That is That has been a problem for him in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And, and when he's healthy... Because the help around him is definitely in question. But, I mean, can he stay on the field? Yeah. That's... 
And it's kind of funny because the way we're talking about it, like the Packers are bad and they're going to underperform and all this. I still think the Packers are going to be really good. I don't know if they win this division because this is probably the other really good one in the NFC. So I don't know yeah. what happens with that in terms of where they finish. I'm probably going to say they're first or second. They're definitely going to make the playoffs unless something just ridiculous happens and Aaron misses every game and all the backups <laughs> yeah. are terrible, and which who knows. But, you know, I think I think the Packers, they missed an opportunity to get that little bit better that they needed. Yeah, because, like, besides uh, Devontae Adams, like, well, what do you have? Aaron Jones is like, really yeah, good, you got these little balls. Exactly. Like, you got these couple of role players that you might be able to dunk it to, but nothing really there that's going to take teams away from Adams yeah, and really make them focus on somebody else. So now Adams isn't again as open. Now you got to rely on uh, your running back, which, I mean, yeah, he's good. Aaron Jones is good, but... Again, there's only so much that he's going to be able to do. Yeah, I, so. I completely agree. Um, I think the Packers probably end up, like I said, twelve and four ish. Mm-hmm. Eleven and five, twelve and four ish. First or second in the division. And I got them uh, second behind our next team that we're going to. Your uh, purple people eaters, yes, sir. The purple the Minnesota boys. Vikings. Um, the Vikings are a really, really interesting team this year. And yeah. I say that because last year they dealt with a lot of different guys underperforming, uh, particularly on the defensive side. The, all of their DBs just kind of forgot what they were doing last year. And I, I think that they went into this draft, they retooled, they went and got another wide receiver since they traded away Stephon Diggs, which is a big loss, you would think. But I, I don't know. I feel like they're not going to feel it as much as – another team trading away Stephon Diggs kind of would. Well, that's the byproduct of you guys picking up Justin Jefferson. Yeah, and that's true. And Justin Jefferson, you know, he's a rookie, so we don't know what we're getting from uh, yeah. all these kids. But LSU product, he showed that he could really ball out with Joe Burrow. And mm-hmm. uh, no knock on Joe Burrow, but right now he's not as good as Kirk Cousins. That's just the way it is. Um, will he be at the end of the season? Probably. Or, or he might be better, he might be worse. I don't, I'm not sure yet. But he's a rookie, and Kirk Cousins is a vet who is a pretty darn good quarterback. Um, so. And Justin Jefferson's coming from playing high-pressure football, and he's not going to be coming in being the number one. So that's going to be cool, having Thielen still uh, switching over to be that guy. So now J.J. could chill a little bit, just run his routes, get open, and just produce. Yeah. So there won't be too much pressure, and I think he'll be able to strive off of that. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And then I think, um, for me, the guy who's going to stand out the most um, on this Vikings team is going to be Anthony Harris on the defense. I think that okay. he's probably the most under or yeah underlooked safety in the league. He led the he led the league in interceptions last year, actually, and I think he builds on that and. Those two safeties with him and Harrison Smith are going to hopefully bring these new DBs to actually up to speed really quick because they have a whole new core of DBs this year. And that's going to be the one area that if this team sputters, it's because they can't defend the run or the pass. So, yeah, 
you know, I, I think they were they were ten and six last year. I actually think they probably stay right about there, maybe win two more. They had some tough losses last year. So probably about eleven and five in my opinion. Gotcha. Who we got next, bro? I'm right there with you. Oh, uh, we got the very, very confusing <laughs> Chicago Bears. The Bears. The Bears what, what? are the most, you, you said it, the most confusing. Um, they go out and they spend a lot of money to go get Nick Foles and bring in Nick Foles, right? Because mm-hmm. if you're a Bears fan, you look at it like we still have a great defense. We have some pretty good weapons around the offense. All we need is a guy to facilitate it, right? Right. Yep. Awesome. Let's go get Nick Foles. He went to a Super Bowl. He led a group of guys very similar to this Bears team to a Super Bowl and won, right? And then he comes around the training camp, and all that money you just spent on Nick Foles is all of a sudden dead money because you're giving this job to the guy who's had the job for the last three years in Mitch Trubisky. And he hasn't done anything with the job. He hasn't. And I don't know if, like, he outplayed him in training camp or what you can even count as outplaying Nick (laughs) Foles from Trubisky in training camp could be. But it's just weird, man. Yeah, really, really really strange. Um, I feel like they just didn't even let it be a QB uh, competition. They just said, all right, we're throwing Trubisky out there. If he stinks to bed or when he stinks to bed. All right, come on. We have our guy. Hop in there, Nick. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think weird. the way they've kind of gone about the whole offense thing is the way that the Bears have always gone about it. Again, like I said, I'm a Vikings fan, and so is my dad. And I kind of asked him yesterday. I was like, have the Bears ever had, like, an actual good quarterback? And he was like, no. I've been a Vikings fan for 40 <laughs> years, 50 years. They've never had a good quarterback. Yeah, and, and it's crazy how good their defense is. Like they were top ten in points allowed and yards allowed last year, and that was a but down year. You look at, yards. yeah, and you look at uh, offense. They're twenty ninth on points and yards. So that's just bad, man. It's yeah, bad. No, so just think about what this team could be if they had a competable offense. You know, like not even a great. I'm not even asking for it to be no, great. No, we're asking just, for. 18th and so subpar 18th yeah, just Below be subpar but and we can't even get that from them no and, and i don't think we're going to this year either I, I just i just don't see it i think matt Nagy no. is just not a good offensive mind it's just that simple so i think the bears no. are probably going to stay where they were last year maybe a little bit worse they're probably gonna unless trubisky shocks the world and balls out which you know stranger things have happened I think the Bears probably wind up sub-500. Yeah. yeah, for that reason, uh, off the miracle Trubisky, for that reason, I'm out. And I actually got the Lions in third place in that division. See, I'm not mad at that. No. I'm not mad at all about I, that. that. The Bears is another team I just got no faith in. Because yeah. time after time after time, they just pooped the bed. Yeah. And... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They give you no reason to think, all right, this is a year. When you have bad year, offense and you have bad special teams, you're just not cooking with gas. Yeah. Uh, but and like, like yeah, said, good though, defense is fine, but if the offense is going three and outs and the defense is gassed by the second quarter, 
good defense don't mean nothing. Yeah. yeah. And that's what the Bears strive themselves off of, is having a good defense. But, but if you can't score, then defense is going to get tired at some point. Exactly. Um, but you mentioned the Lions. I don't know if I agree fully that the Lions are going to be the three seed in mm-hmm. this division. I think the Lions are really talented. They go get Jeff Okuda with a three pick. Um, they still yep. have a really, really good quarterback with Matthew Stafford. Um, they have about like six running backs now, so one of them got to be decent, right? And one of those running backs is Adrian Peterson. Yeah, and, he, and he's been good with uh, Washington the last couple of years. He's been good. Yeah. So when he got cut, I thought that and was And right next to Okuda, they also had uh, Desmond Trufant, too. Yeah, and so their defense definitely gets a little bit better. They lose Darius Slay, but they kind of do a swap with Trufant and him. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. The Lions are really, really interesting. Obviously, Stafford has to stay healthy this year. He wasn't really all yeah. last season. Uh, Kenny Galladay is really good. Marvin Jones Jr. is really good. But I don't, I don't think it's anything with them. I think it's Matt Patricia. I think we've really overestimated the Bill Belichick coaching line and coaching tree. Yeah. And I just don't think we've ever seen, like, an actual successful coaching job. I mean, when you look at, like, Bill O'Brien – if anything, he underachieves with that team every year. Um, yeah. And I think Matt Patricia is the same thing. Uh, he was a really bad coach last year. And every time they played, you could see, like, the glaring mistakes he would make. And I think this team just loses games because that's just kind of the environment that Matt Patricia is bringing to them. So. Yeah, and hopefully, I mean, you got to make adjustments. you got to get better. And hopefully he comes into the season. Maybe he made a few call- phone calls to Bill. What am I doing wrong? And maybe he changes it. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, But for the North, uh, I think we're in agreement. Uh, Bears, Lions are in the basement, and Packers, Vikings are Mm -hmm. probably both going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Again, I don't know who's one or two. I think that's kind of a toss-up. I'm going to go with the Packers winning the division, as much as that hurts to say, just because they have a lot of uh, carryover from last year, and they were really good last year. But... Okay. Uh, that, that's what I'm going to go with. Then we're going to head out east. This is a much easier division to talk about. Yeah. In my opinion. Um, the Eagles, I think they're exactly as good as they were last year. I think Carson Wentz maybe plays, maybe he doesn't. I don't think it particularly matters. Defense, the defense is older, not as quick, just flat out not as good. And they still don't have any actual offensive weapons to throw the ball to. So I think they win games because they get to play the Giants and the the Washington football team four times. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, yeah, I think they wind up around 800. They won the division last year, though, but you know how the East kind of is where sometimes it doesn't matter how bad you want to be. You still end up winning the division. Yeah, you get a team from there coming out of – coming into the playoffs with a losing record. It's just – it's a weird division. Um, I got the Eagles not really producing too well this year, just because Wentz, another person I just got no faith in, and I mean, like you said, they just, the weapons aren't really there, like, yeah, you got Alshon Jeffrey, you got Deshaun Jackson, and they were hurt last year, to be fair, I I do think I'm giving them a little bad of a rap when they had a lot of injuries last year, yeah. They got a very young uh, running back core. 
And they have a lot of them, too. Yeah. And it seems like there's been a little trouble in Paradise Wood, Zach Ertz. Yeah, and that so. makes sense because they've gone out and drafted a couple tight ends over the years. and Yeah. I think there's got to be some trouble in Paradise Wood Wentz, too, because they went out and drafted oh, absolutely. Ertz pretty, pretty high up. So you know they're planning for a potential post-Wentz uh, life over and we there. could end up seeing that a lot sooner than we expect yeah especially with his recent um you know he's just been hurt a lot in his very young career yeah. and I, I wish not because i think he's really really talented but it's kind of one of those things that the injuries start to pile up and they keep coming back and it's hard to build your team around the guy who you're not sure he's going to be out there facts so again i think we're probably on the same page with this i think the eagles at best have the same record they do last year um that could be completely wrong but i just am pretty down on the eagles as a whole yeah i'm down on them too and i got uh another team sneaking up and being above them in the division but we'll get to that when we get to that uh next up we got the cowboys um i think this is the cowboys division to lose Yep. I think I'm right I'm right there um, with you. I think Dak is gonna come back and he had a really good year last year. Don't get it confused. He had a very good year last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like talking about the Cowboys in good ways. I think they're usually way overhyped. I think they're usually a bunch of scrubs that are put on a gold platter. I don't think this is the same Cowboys team that we're used to hearing about coming into the season. No. I think they have a lot of weapons on offense. Amari Cooper is going to be a dog. C.D. Lamb is going to be really good. Mm-hmm. Gallup was really good last year. Uh, they do lose Randall Cobb, but that's not too much of an issue when you go get C.D. Lamb. And then they exactly. still have Zeke. So. And you can expect a really big breakout year from Zeke. Yeah, he had a interesting year last year. He wasn't bad by any means. He was actually pretty good. But with the whole... Uh, suspension debacle and then getting him re-signed there, there was a lot mm-hmm. going on and so I think yep. Zeke has kind of taken the last couple of months recalibrated he could focus on just football and I think he's going to be really good Yep. Uh, I think the Cowboys probably win 13 games honestly I think they I, lose I like definitely one got them winning more than to eight Philly, or to Philly in their division I think they kind of sweep everybody else yeah. yeah, I got them winning the division, so I think pretty handily too. Yeah, uh, the New York Football Giants, our favorite G men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, how do you feel? I feel like you're higher on the Giants than most people. And that's my uh, surprise pick that I got playing over the Eagles. Okay. I feel like uh, they get a new head coach, Joe Judge. Danny Dimes gets to settle in a little bit. He got his little mentorship from Eli. Now he could just now week he's the one. Full you're, yeah, you're you're the guy. No, no more worrying about what week am I coming in. All that. Hopefully, we get a full, healthy, dope year from Saquon. They got decent talent at a wide receiver: Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate, Darius Slayton. And, I mean, Evan Ingram's a dog, too. They beef up their O-line a little bit. And, I mean, they've been adding on defense for the past couple of years, man. You get Leonard Williams, uh, Jabril Peppers. So, I mean, the talent's there. And I feel like uh, they're going to be playing with a little more 
confidence, urgency, and I feel like it should be a decent year. Yeah, I, I think Saquon being healthy this year. He wasn't healthy all of last year and healthy early. He got hurt early in the season last year, so they kind of just gave up right away, right? Yeah. I think you're right. Jabril Peppers was an absolute terror last season. An absolute mm-hmm. terror. Um, adding Leonard Williams is really big for them. I do yep. think that they are a little weak still at, like, safety, but mm-hmm. that's something that'll kind of get figured out as the season goes on. I don't know if they get better as the season goes on, but they'll kind of figure out their roles over there. But the offense, as you yep. said, if if Daniel Jones is as good as we kind of saw flashes of from last season, yep. um, yeah, I think the Giants have a chance to be pretty decent. I'm not, I'm not saying they're going to go to the playoffs, get a bye, host a playoff game. I'm not saying that, but I think <laughs> yeah. I think they have a chance. I, I think they – usually I'm really high on the Giants, so I've grown cautiously optimistic for them, right? I think the Giants wind up being decent. I still think they wind up under 500, which is kind of what they want in theory because they do need another year to go get more guys in the draft. Um. Yeah, I, I think. And, I think and now saying an NFC East team is going to finish under 500 really isn't saying much. No, no. It's, <laughs> so it's, like they they could still be a good team, second place, and be 500 a game under, a game over. Yeah. And then the number three team could be like two games, three games under. So I mean, the the NFC East is just a debacle of a division. And it is every year. And you know, yep. I, I kind of agree. I don't think they'll be better than the Eagles, but I think they'll be somewhere in that range of like six seven eight wins ish fair enough um and i mean that's a good season considering they won four last year yeah you're you're <laughs> that, that's if they could win six seven games that, that's a great improvement <laughs> you're 100 percent right uh, <laughs> we don't have much to say about washington besides yeah um i think this offseason was a completely perfect way to describe them um, this this offseason, they lose their logo, they lose their team name, and now they they're a football pride. team left without a true identity. They don't know what they want to be. They don't know what they are. And I just think that's the yeah. right way to describe them. They don't think they like Dwayne Haskins, but he's there, so they're going to play him. They don't know if they like their wide receivers, but they're there, so they're going to play him. They have really good linebackers, and they have a great D-line, but who cares because the defense still Yeah, like Chase Young is amazing. is amazing pickup, but, I mean – just everything surrounding them, man. Especially with the front office, with Dan Snyder. Mm-hmm. Just everything well, else. And the crazy thing to me is, too, Chase Young is 100% the right pick for them, right? Because he was the best player mm-hmm. probably in the draft, period. But, yeah. But he's a position that they were actually good at. Yeah. Their only good bright spot was their D-line last year. And they kind of just beef it up even more, which is cool. Obviously, great teams are built off of good D-lines. We've seen a year in and year out. Mm-hmm. But you needed a linebacker. We needed a wide receiver. We probably needed a quarterback. We need safeties. Like, there's a lot that needs to be going into that team. And if I'm Washington, I kind of hope I'm bad this year because we need another year or two of being bad to kind of build up what needs to be built there. And hopefully by the time they're good, they have a cool logo. So. <laughs> For forget about the logo. Just have a name. Just have a name that doesn't offend a chunk of the country you live in. That's all. And isn't a generic default team on Madden. 
yeah, don't don't let it be like <laughs> don't let it be the Washington like horses or <laughs> like something just completely default. Don't let it be that. Like the the Mustangs, like six billion high schools in America, or the Wildcats, or something like that. Don't let it be that. But, yeah. So Man. Cowboys win in the division. Eagles in contention, but I think they fall a little bit short. And the Giants just behind them for me. Brooklyn's probably flip flopped on those two teams, but that's about what we're thinking. Yeah. Uh, a- NFC South. This is a fun one. Um, yeah, man. Saints are gonna Saint. I think they got better because they have another year to kind of get a little bit healthier. I think Kamara was dealing with some injuries last year. Um, they went and picked up Everson Griffin, if I'm not mistaken. And that helps their defensive line out a lot. I think they had some injuries on the DBs last year. They're healthy. And as long as the Saints aren't playing the Vikings in the playoffs, I think they'll be fine. And I think they'll go really far, honestly. <laughs> I, it's crazy how a team just has your number sometimes, right? I mean, yeah. It, sometimes it just and, no and matter just what you, you do. you can do about it. Yeah. Yeah, you hate to see it, but I mean, I it's don't. tough. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I just think the Saints are really good. Drew Brees is aging like the the best wine. I don't know how good wine tastes because I'm not a wine person, but I imagine it would taste. Uh, I've heard he it would slaps. represent a good one. From from wine connoisseurs, I've heard it slaps. So, <laughs> um, yeah, Saints are going to be good. Last year, the Falcons actually finished second in this division. Um. At seven, tied for nine, second, which is crazy. Yeah, tied for second. Um, they finished second because of some tiebreaker, I imagine. Uh, they yeah. go get Todd Gurley. Interesting. Yep. They they yeah. don't they don't pick up Devontae Freeman, who was their running back that they had, who was a pretty talented kid, but he was dealt with a lot of injuries, and they kind of just didn't want to deal with it. So they go out Facts. and sign the other injury riddled running back. <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't know if this makes them better. I have no idea. I honestly think it makes them a little bit worse because I think Freeman was such a good uh, pass catcher. And I don't think Gurley brings that skill set. I think they have a really bad offensive line. And they're a throw first team. So I don't think that Gurley really adds a whole lot to this team. Although Todd Gurley is just uber talented and maybe changes the way they scheme. Um, I do disagree with Gurley not making them better. I do think he will. And, again, like you said, another injury riddled uh, running back. But he's had time to heal up. He has been dealing with the knee injuries, which has been tough. But, I mean, you still got Julio there. Calvin Ridley is dope. So, I mean, you got a couple pieces on offense that you can make something happen. And I mean, issue isn't the offense, though. And that's why I say I don't think no. it makes them too much better. They were a good offense yeah. last year. They just were. I think Julio Jones and Matt Ryan finally figured it out in terms of scoring touchdowns because that was a problem yep. for some reason for a couple of years. But they figured that out. And I just think the the problem is in the defense, and they lose Desmond Trufant, and they don't really get anybody big. Obviously, in the draft, they go get some young guys. How quick are they going to make an impact? Are they going to make an impact? Yeah. I just don't know. And I think they – are in a division with the two best offensive teams in the NFC and they're just going to struggle. So, yeah, I got them uh, fourth in this division. You have them fourth. Huh. 
Okay, I'd probably agree with that. They're three or four for me. Something like that. No. But I don't think there's too much of a difference between three and four. Now, if you ask Alejandro, then four. (laughs) That's a different conversation. (laughs) Shout out, Hondro. Shout out to big Hondro. Yeah, Um, you'll see his uh, Super Bowl pick in a couple days. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you will. Yes, you will. Tampa Bay Bucks, Tampa Bay. We got the new the new sheriff in town, Tom Brady. He is in the mix. He's looking good. He got a he got a whole uh, Calvary. Yeah, I I just think I think Tom brings a lot more than just stability at quarterback to Tampa. I think he brings a winning culture and a winning mindset that Tampa hasn't Mm -hmm. ever had. They won a Super Bowl, and they didn't have a winning mindset then. So Exactly. I think he brings the intangibles that mean so much more in football than any other sport. Besides maybe basketball. I think basketball, obviously, intangibles are important because it's a very individual sport at times. Mm -hmm. But in, in football, like, you need a team to feel like they can win any game and go out there and actually do it because every team's talented, right? And yeah. you can have a year like the 49ers last year where they kind of felt coming in under understaffed, under-talented. Like, it didn't feel like they had good wide receivers. Turns out they were all pretty good. Uh, it just yeah. takes, like, the right kind of situation and mindset. I think Tom brings that. He's not going to bring the turnovers because it's just something he's never done in his career, which is a full 180 from last year where Jameis threw for 50 touchdowns and 50 interceptions. <laughs> <laughs> which is yeah, insane um, and I don't know I, I think and speaking of Jameis he'll be on the Saints too so if if Drew goes down expect the Saints to score 70 a game because he's just well not even if he goes it. down the Saints like putting in different quarterback packages we seen last year with Taysom Hill and uh, Teddy Bridgewater mm-hmm. so I mean there's a good chance they we'll do see a, a little nice bit. little combo scheme there we'll, in New we'll Orleans. See. Yeah, but I just I think the Bucks have a lot of offensive weapons. They went and got. I mean, on, on paper, it's nuts. Oh yeah, <laughs> on paper, it's like very scary. But they have three like very good tight ends, two top ten wide receivers, a, a running back who's kind of underperformed over the years, but we know he's just ultra talented, and a hopefully better o-line they went and drafted an o-lineman in the first round i just i think the bucks are going to be really good i don't think they win the division but i think they're going to be really really good in a team that you do not want to see in the playoffs yeah man they're the running back cores dope for net mccoy got jonathan er, ronald jones and domican sue like domican sue like the the team is dangerous it's a lot of names. Now like, the the secondary the names don't mean anything. Yeah, yeah. And the secondary, the secondary is, is their biggest question. You're definitely right. And going against the Saints and the Falcons, that's not going to be fun. Yeah. But so, I, I don't know. I think I think the Bucks wind up winning 10, 11 games. That's just me. I think I think they put together a nice season. And I think they end it better than they started. They go into the playoffs with a little bit of momentum. And, you know, we'll see what they can do. Now, I don't have it by a lot, but I do have them winning this division. Ooh, spicy. Yeah. That's spicy. And it all starts off week one. I think it's in New Orleans. Saints-Bucks. 
So we're going to see the two top dogs fight it out off for rip. So that's going to give us a nice little lay of the land right there. Yeah, I mean, if Tampa comes out and punches them in the mouth, that's that's a statement. And, and I mean, it's and very much doable. It's very I would say much even more doable. so because the Saints have been susceptible to week one and week two losses. And they find mm-hmm. their groove as the year goes on. So the yeah. Bucks really need to make the most of an opportunity playing the Saints early in the year. And you know, and now that finding that groove early on is going to be a tough for a lot of people because, like we said to start this episode, there's no preseason. No preseason, baby. You're jumping right into Week One, so there's no downtime. There's no all right. We could chill for a couple weeks, get right. No, you got to be ready to play football Week One, high level football. You're gonna get hit. There's no oh, let's get hit a little bit in preseason, recover, take our nice little ice baths. No, it's go time, baby. So, it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, last team in this division, they'll probably stay there, in my opinion. Uh, Carolina Panthers, they kind of just tore the whole thing down. They got rid of every defensive player that's ever breathed, and they uh, mm-hmm. they drafted only defenders. They did not draft a single offensive player. Um I don't think that's a bad thing, though. I think the Panthers are not going to have the best season this year. I think it's going to be a feel-it-out kind of year. Teddy Bridgewater's new to the scene. They got a whole new defense that needs to learn a scheme. They got a new head coach. They're going to be figuring it all out. Mm-hmm. And I think next year is the year that if Teddy works out, I think they're going to be a pretty scary and pretty dangerous team. Uh, but I think this is the, the calm before the storm kind of year for the Panthers. Yeah. And now, again, same thing with the top of this division. I don't got to buy a lot, but I got them third. And, like, again, the defense, they get rid of everybody. They get these young guys. So they're able to build that core. So like you said, going into the next couple years, they're going to be scary Mm -hmm. if they're able to build them the right way. You still got one of the best running backs in the league in Christian McCaffrey. Teddy... He's he's dope. Like he he can make it happen. It's all gonna rely on what type of schemes they're gonna run, how their new head coach does. They add Robbie Anderson uh to uh, the receiving core. How much does that help? A little bit. But like between them and the Falcons, they're both just right there. They both got their woes, they're both got their highs and the they're both like one or two games apart from each other, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't hate that take, um, but I do think they're both trending in different directions, is what I'll tell you. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I got the Saints winning it. You got the Bucks, and then you got the Panthers and Falcons. I got the Falcons and Panthers. Uh, so this division is definitely going to be something to watch because it's kind of a toss up. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, but that's it for the NFC, so we're just going to talk real quick who we think is going to be in the conference finals and then representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. I think it's going to be, we started with the West. I'm going to go back out there. Seattle versus the New Orleans Saints in the conference final. And I think the Seattle Seahawks will be representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. Okay. Um, We got the same divisions, and I got the Seahawks as well. Uh, going to the conference finals, I got the Bucks facing them. 
And then I got the Bucks uh, representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. Wow. Okay. T- yep. Tom finds Going. his way back. Okay, right away. Tom finds his way back at his new home hosting the big party. Which is what we thought we were going to see a couple years ago from the Vikings. Tom comes mm-hmm. to campus specifically to make a little bit more history for himself. That's what I like to see. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay. So I, I got Seahawks, like Bucks, and then Bucks uh, going to the Super Bowl. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that at all. Um, we're going to move to the AFC. We're going to try and go a little bit quicker. But <laughs> if we don't, we don't. And you guys are going to stay with us regardless, right? Thank you. And enjoy your time. You're probably going to be listening to this while you're watching football. So yeah. you, you got some time. Um, Again, starting out west again. We've got the Kansas City Chiefs. Super Bowl winners. Yep. Patty Mahomes. Yep. Um, the last season was wild for them because – Pat was down for a couple weeks. They bring in yeah. Matt Moore. He holds it down. I think they only lost one game when he was out. Um, and, you know, Mahomes comes back before the season ends and then just puts on a show. And we got to, <laughs> we got to sit back and enjoy it. Um, yes, sir. I think this is the Chiefs' division to lose. I think they probably end up around the same as they were last year, 12-4, and 13-3-ish. Um, yeah. But, I mean, if there's ever been a year for a team to go undefeated, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not going to say they will because they got to play the Texans week one and then Baltimore at some point further down the year. But <clears throat> that, that's a that's a team to look out for to win it all or to yeah. maybe. Like, and, I, I mean, the, there's not much to be said about them. Like, you, you know what they're going to bring to the table. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. So – this so. division is going to be a fight for second place, and that second place is going to be a fight for a wild card spot. It has three very interesting teams. Denver, uh, Von Miller's out for the year, but they still have a great Tough. defense with Chubb back there, and they got a bunch of guys. Um, their offense is loaded with young talent. Uh, Sutton's really good. Drew Locke is maybe the future. Finally, they found a guy who's like not Possibly. terrible. Yeah. Um. Then they go get Melvin Gordon to go sure up that backfield. Yeah. Um, they're they're interesting to me. I don't know. I think the loss of Von Miller really hurts, and I don't. It, it definitely does. I don't trust Drew Locke yet. So I think this team, to me, ends up in last. They were second I'm last right year. I think they end up in last, not because I think they're bad. I actually think they're getting better every year. I think they'll get worse this year just because of the, the whole sophomore slump kind of deal, figuring out a new offense. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to yeah. have to get worse before it gets better, but I do think it gets better very quickly after this season. Yeah, because um, losing your anchor and Von Miller, it's tough, man. Yeah, it, it's really tough. That, that it's affects the even, whole team. He's not even in the peak of his career. Like he, He's probably not even the best player on that defense anymore, in my opinion. But, you know, just – Losing that's tough. It's really, really difficult for a defensive-minded team to lose their their guy. You know, exactly. So I think I I do think highly of the Broncos, just not this year. I'm right there with you. I got them in last. And now to the newly displaced, no longer Oakland Raiders. Welcome to Vegas, baby. Welcome to Vegas. It's about time. Um. The Raiders are going to be interesting. They have a QB battle out there. Um, Carr is playing for his life at quarterback position. And 
he has a few weeks because Mariota's a little bit hurt, but Mariota's looming, and he's going to want to take that spot, and that's why they brought him in to challenge him to take that spot. Um, yeah. I think they got some weapons. They go out and they draft uh, Henry Ruggs, and I, that's the guy they wanted. There was, quote-unquote, better guys on the table with Jerry Judy, and Jefferson, C.D. Lamb. Like There was guys that people thought might have been better, and they went and they take their guy in rugs they have josh jacobs there in the backfield they have some some talent darren waller's a really good young tight end so they have some talent on the offensive end yeah like you throw in hunter renfro and nelson aguilar too jason Witten comes out of the woodworks mm-hmm. somehow playing again uh, <laughs> yeah not for dallas too which is crazy um yeah i think oakland's gonna be in, or not Oakland. see it's it's second <laughs> nature it's second nature i think vegas is going to be interesting. Um, I think they're the second best show too. in town because the Knights are a much better, exciting team. <laughs> uh, which, you know, that's the little hockey talk you'll get out of me today. But <laughs> I don't know. I, I think <laughs> Vegas is going to be interesting. I, I This is another team I'm not super sure on how they're going to be. Uh, I think their ceiling is super low with Derek Carr. But I think they could be consistent, like a nine-win team. I think if Mariota comes in and actually like has trust that they could be really good is kind of the way I look at it. I'm interested to see how Mariota plays here, especially if they open up the playbook for him. Yeah, which they refuse to do in Tennessee. And that's a whole issue that I hate right there is drafting a certain type of player for a certain type of system. And you don't run that system, but you bring him in expecting him to run your system when he's not accustomed to doing that and never has done that. And then it's like, oh, he sucks. Let's get him out of here. Yeah. Not yeah. let's change our system and build around our guy. Uh, no, let, let's not do that. A lot of capital to get. Yeah, that that's the one thing I've never understood. But you know, so, he has new opportunity out in Oakland, and I think. Yep. Um, and there you go again, Vegas, baby. I'm going to keep saying it because Oakland's just the right way to say it. Um, welcome <laughs> to Vegas, o- Oakland. Welcome to Vegas. Um, <laughs> then we got the other team that moved. This one's a little bit easier. The L.A. Chargers. Uh, this is the weirdest team every year. Yeah. I said it last season off the record because we didn't. the show didn't come back um, until after the season started. I think they were the most talented team in the NFL last season. I think top to bottom they had the best roster. Okay. And I still don't I don't know if I believe that as much as I did last year cuz they don't have <laughs> Melvin Gordon anymore. Philip Rivers is gone. Um and they have a lot of injuries to start the year, which is what happened last year. Mike Williams isn't going to be playing. Um yeah. Somebody on their their uh DBs is hurt. I can't remember who. It might be Derwin no. Yeah. So Derwin's not playing, Wait, which is dog. huge. <laughs> Uh, so healthy, Huge. I think they're probably a top three roster team. They're not healthy. They love to lose close games. Uh, their special teams is special and just losing. <laughs> they're really, really <laughs> special in how bad they are. Um, yeah. And they lose. They do the complete opposite. There's been graphics out there talking about it, but they do the complete opposite as the Seattle Seahawks. They have the weapons. They have the guys, and they lose the one-score uh, games. 
Whereas Seattle doesn't necessarily have those guys, but they go out and they win those games. And it's all mindset, like I was talking about earlier when it, when I was talking about the Bucks. It's about that winning mindset and a winning formula. And maybe it was on Phillip Rivers. Maybe it's on Anthony Lynn, the head coach. I'm not sure. But they, they got a new quarterback with uh, Tarod Taylor and eventually Justin Herbert. And whoever winds up being that quarterback towards the end of the season, hopefully they have a different mindset for this team. And I don't I don't know if they're gonna stay hurt and stay underachieving like they did last year, but I can't I don't see it. I think they're gonna be the second best team in this division. Uh, I'm right there with you. And the second best team in this division isn't really saying too much considering who we got at three and four. Yeah. But again, it it <laughs> yeah. comes down to the who's going to end up playing quarterback and for how long will they end up playing quarterback for? Yeah, you're, you're definitely right. Um, again, Tarod Taylor could come in, stink up the joint, and Herbert has to go in too early. I think that's the worst-case scenario. Mm-hmm. I think you want Herbert to have a few weeks, watch, learn, soak it in, soak it in, and eventually yeah. go out there and play like week six, seven, eight. Mm-hmm. And hopefully they're in a position to do something around then, but because Tyrod's a decent quarterback. Oh, yeah. You can make I it mean, happen Tyrod, for a little bit. Don't get it twisted. Tyrod Taylor broke the Buffalo Bills playoff curse. Like, he's good. Yeah. So, I mean, Ty- Tyrod's dope. <laughs> so, let's not get that confused, okay? Yeah. Um, Let's go out to probably the most competitive division and the most interesting division. It might not be the most competitive, but it usually is. Uh, the AFC North. Um, this is another runaway division in terms of the best team. Yeah. Uh, just Lamar Jackson, he's something else. The Ravens got better this offseason. They were 14-2 and two last year. They probably have a worse record just because how football works, but they are a better team on paper, obviously. Um, Baltimore is going to win that division. Yeah, Don't think it ends up particularly that. close. Now the fight for second place... And that wild card spot, though, it's going to be interesting. Could be interesting. Pittsburgh Steelers ended last season eight and eight after just crapping the bed to start the season. They go trade for Mika Fitzpatrick, which played very well. They played a lot of really good football for a stretch, and then they kind of crapped the bed at the end of the season too. Yeah, Uh, I think they lost like three straight to end the year. I think they did that on purpose. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. They wanted those playoff picks or those uh, <laughs> those those picks, even though they gave up a bunch for Minka. Uh, yeah. I think their defense, but also losing Big Ben was yeah, just, and, and that's kind of it was a downfall from there. Yeah, that's kind of what happens when you lose your your franchise quarterback that's old and you're not planning to replace him. At least the yeah, one that, thing, and I'll then say the team as Green a whole Bay, gets hit in the head. <laughs> yeah. I'll say about Green Bay that at least they get Jordan Love to plan for the future. The The Saints get James Winston and Teddy Bridgewater at a point to play for the future. Uh, yeah. Even, even the Patriots, they went out and they got Jimmy Garoppolo and then now Cam Newton to plan for the future. Um, yep. Steelers just refuse to do that for some reason. They think Big Ben's going to live forever, throw out forever, not be hurt, even though he does all those three things and the opposite and of how they want. Um you know, I think Big Ben's going to be good because he always is. He's a Hall of Famer. Not a Hall of Fame person, but a Hall of Fame player. <laughs> um, yep. You know, the Steelers will it, be okay. It's just about health. 
Yeah. He has health. health again. Uh, Juju, he's really good. Um, what's his name? James Conner at the running back. He's he's pretty okay. He's no Le'Veon, but he's pretty good. Yeah. Um, it's not the killer bees, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but um, a long way from there. Uh, they actually pick up Eric Ebron. So yeah, that was a nice and, little pickup. He's pretty good, and they they continuously get new uh, wide receiver help. I can't remember the rookie they got, but um, he'll be a factor, I'm mm-hmm. sure. You know, the Steelers are going to be interesting. Uh, they don't have a lot of expectations this season, to me. No. And I think that's going to play really well for them. Having those low expectations is going to be really good. Bless you. Uh, so, where you got them sitting at? I got them sitting about three. Uh, yeah, I, I think so, too. I, I think I'm going to have the Browns, who we're talking about next, uh, the underachieving yep. Cleveland Browns. Uh, tell me if you've – stop me if you've heard that sentence before. Um, <laughs> we had quarterback issues go, last go, year. Stop go. me if you heard that before. <laughs> go, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I this is the first year that I think I'm actually going to give the Browns some credit. I think the Browns are going to be better. I do. Yeah. I think the Browns are actually going to compete. I think the Browns are going to be decent because – Baker Mayfield's tired of hearing the nonsense. And I think Odell is tired of getting slandered all offseason for no reason. Leave the man alone. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's tired of getting pooped on. He's tired of getting kink-shamed, okay? Leave the man alone. Okay? Leave him alone. Let him be. Let him play <laughs> Let him play football. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I think the Browns don't go to the Super Bowl, <laughs> as, as the joke is told. But I think the Browns are better. I think Baker doesn't completely disappoint uh nick chubb's really good yeah miles garrett hopefully he doesn't stomp on people's faces this year (laughs) um like just don't bautista bomb people dude just like leave them alone just let people be uh and oh um, the browns the browns are a bunch of characters i didn't even realize they have kareem hunt too who just there's a hotel beating people up like he's in a taken movie I just this is a group of something it's just a and, and you know what it it works it, they I mean, they fit perfectly together hopefully if they fit perfectly together <laughs> they deserve each other just get Joe Mixon on that team speaking of Joe Mixon we have the brand new Cincinnati Bengals the new look the Joe Burrow led I'm talking the Heisman National Championship winner Joe Burrow. Yes, sir. That's the one. He's leading them. And I think Buy they're going to stink for a couple of weeks, and then <laughs> I think they're going to be pretty decent to end the year. Uh, yeah. No preseason is going to really hurt Joe. I don't even oh, know if absolutely. He, I don't even know if he's starting week one. I think he is. You, you would have to. <laughs> I think would have he's starting start week him. one. I hope he's starting week one. And then if yeah. he does, I hope he doesn't get his head taken off week one. Because no, again, no preseason. He doesn't really know his linemen yet. Like he knows them and they practice together. But who are you people? As the as the Patrick <laughs> yeah. game goes, um, he has a lot of good wide receiver options to throw to though. AJ Green's back. Oh, Tyler Boyd's a dog. They went and got T Higgins. Man. Joe Mixon in the backfield. This is an mm. offensive loaded team. Mm. Yeah, they just need. 
Burrow to figure it out. Once he figures it out, I think this team has an offense to compete with the best of them. I really do. And if I'm not mistaken, their uh, defense wasn't that bad for what they were. It was it was like below average, but it wasn't terrible. Yeah. Again, this is a team that was actually competing in games last year. Yeah. They went 2-14, um, but those were 14 competitive losses. <laughs> <laughs> for as competitive as you can be in a loss. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I, think the, I think the Bengals still stink this year. Yeah. This year. It's safe to say. But I've said this since they drafted Joe, or since like Joe was like the guy. They're going to be good next season. They'll have another bad year. They go draft another D lineman. They go draft a linebacker. They figured out that front seven. Ooh. I like it. It's a little so, spicy. It's so little I think spicy. we're about we're completely the same with uh, how it plays out. Ravens, Browns, Steelers, Bengals. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right there cool. with you. Right there yeah. with you. Uh, where are we going next? It's the only East. logical way to look at it. We're going to your neck of the woods. Um, you're yes, not going to like it. You're not going to like it. Cover your ears if you're a Jets fan, please. Um, New England Patriots, <sighs> I actually think way higher of the Patriots than probably anybody else. Okay. <laughs> I think Cam Newton in New England is a recipe for success. I think that defense was absolutely nuts last year. They're going to take a step back because I've said this all episode. Defenses just get worse. Like That's just kind of how the NFL works. Yeah, and on top of losing Van Noy, Jamie Collins, they mm-hmm. actually had eight people opt out this season for Corona. A few of them are on defense, too. Most of them are on defense. Yeah, so that that's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Be tough. And I think because of all the losses, that's where you're going to really see uh, the decline in this team. But I think it's a mm-hmm. short-lived decline. I don't think it's a full blow-it-up like people are expecting. No, it, you, it can't be. No. It can't. Um, I don't think they win the division because of the losses, but I think they really give the the, the next team a run for their money. Um, yeah, I think they end up ten and six ish, nine and seven, ten and six. They sneak by just on coaching alone, and uh, yeah, the right way to play. My big thing with uh, the Pats is I think Cam's going to play great. Oh, I think too. It's just that having a brand new system. That you haven't ran in what twenty years <laughs> with this team, like yeah. you have a mobile quarterback. The playbook is completely open. Mm-hmm. Now, how's the people around you going to be able to fit into that as well? Well, and I think the true issue here is that the people around you aren't particularly good. Um, yeah, you got Nikhil Harry, who I think is a pretty good young guy, and James White's a stud. Uh, Julian Edelman's the oldest man ever, <laughs> but he's still. <laughs> talented yeah he he's consistent though you, yeah, you know I mean, what you're gonna get yes he is we'll see how he is without tom i don't know i think the patriots yeah. are a really really interesting team that you still do not want to play that's that's kind of no. what i get from them but yeah, i think cam is playing with a vengeance this oh year, yeah bro. The, cam, the cam comeback tour is what i'm here for i i can't wait for it as as much as it pains me to say i cannot wait to see what cam does on this team oh yeah i mean has anybody ever been like excited to see like a fresh face on the Patriots before. That that's the thing, bro. Like as much as I despise the Patriots, I'm, like I want to I see, wanna see Cam wanna do see good ball. just because of how everything ended and how he got treated. Like I want to see him ball out. It's unfortunate he's in New England, but I mean, it's it tough. Is what it is. 
Yep. Um, yeah, I think Patriots end up second in that division. Second to I the team who was second last year, Buffalo Bills. Josh yeah, Allen is going to take page. that step. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. Bro, he was good last year, man. He was good last year. He was the, He was good. He was and the, the crazy part about him, like he was really good with his arm, but he was running. This guy was That's like the biggest competing with Lamar for the rushing title last year as a quarterback. Like yeah, obviously I, he got blown out towards <laughs> the end, but it was a little competition <laughs> for a second there. Yeah, man. I think he opened so many people's eyes to what he's able to do. Yeah, and I think, I don't think anybody unless like you really 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 looked at him in college and what he did in the NFL, you did not think he was going to do that. Yeah. Like yeah, you could be a running quarterback in college, but are you going to be able to do that with grown men in the NFL? Probably I think, not. I think he's a really good counter. Not counter, but like he's similar but very different to an Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck was the most underappreciated running quarterback and mobile quarterback we've probably ever seen. Yeah. But he was pinpoint accurate. He made the best decisions every time he threw the ball. Fact. Josh Allen, equally as underappreciated as a runner. But he has a gigantic arm, and he just likes to throw it deep and just sling it. And um, now he got somebody he could throw it to. And it's now Stephon he has Diggs. maybe the best guy to throw it to. Diggs on the, the open field is as dangerous as anybody in the league at anything. Um, getting now Diggs you got is Diggs really on the deep end, B- Cole Beasley on the short end. Mm-hmm. Because you got John Brown and Cole Beasley last year, and they were good. But they're not Stephon Diggs. They're just not. And they're not no. as big time as Diggs either. Like, this is a guy who loves the spotlight, loves the drama, loves the attention. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that Buffalo has the defense. We know it. They always do. It's not surprising. And then they actually yeah. get an offensive weapon. They go and draft Zach Moss, who I think is a really, really good rookie running back out of Utah. Um, I think this is going to be a good team. I think they actually are better than people think. I think they go ahead and end up 13-3. and three. Yeah, I agree. They're, they're going to be really good this year and shock a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I don't want to be the one to tell you this. New York Jets. Um, they're dealing with a lot of injuries. They're dealing with a lot of turnover. And they're going to be dealing with a lot more turnover after this season. I think the Jets underachieve. Even though they're a pretty talented team, especially at certain aspects, I think Sam Darnold's pretty good. They have guys, Le'Veon's there. Um, they lose Jamal they Adams. They Frank Gore. Brutal. Yeah. But they have some guys, right? I think they actually regress a little bit from last year and end up somewhere between five and six wins. Um, it's really hard to regress from last year just as how – injury prone we were and just how bad a football we played when we were on the field so uh, i don't know we're we're in a weird spot well i I say regress not so much again like as i've been trying to say all episode not so much in record like when i say get better or get worse record doesn't always show us right it's a game of inches like stuff happens Mm -hmm. but i think they end up probably five six seven wins they were seven and nine last season but I just think last year you can kind of blame it on the injuries. You could blame it on the new head coach. You had all these things you could blame. And I don't think you have that this season. And so when you don't have those things that you could blame and you have the same result, something's up. Yeah. And, 
And I'm not a, like, it seems like to you that I'm a Jets hater because I'm always talking crap about them. But it's not because I actually dislike the team or anything. It's just the way they do things has never made sense to me. Yeah, and yeah, it's been tough. It's been really tough. But, like, I did enjoy our offseason. Like, we did add and fill needs that were needed. Through the draft, but mind you. Yeah. Now, the one thing that's tough is not having C.J. Mosley because he opted out for this season as well. Yeah. So, now we lose C.J. and Jamal on the defensive end. Yeah. Which is tough. And C.J. Mosley's like, one of those... One of those defensive guys that you you have out there because he's really talented and really good, but he's really out there to just put a, a true face to a defense and make you not want to run a certain way. And we just haven't been able to have that because we lost him Early. week one against the Bills yeah. last year. Early. Bring him back for one game against the Patriots Which just I told to you was done with give us some. I remember saying, just give us some hope. That didn't work out, and yeah, like. So not having him for two years in a row is tough. But, like, offensively, like you said, Darnold, I think he gets a little bit better. He's been showing he's, signs of improvement. I don't know if he's the guy, but I think he is. I don't know. Darnold's guy. been showing signs of improvement every year. No, I, I so, agree. I agree. I just think yeah. he's a guy. I don't know if he's the guy. But this is the year to we'll prove see. This is the year to prove uh, Adam Frank Gore on top of Le'Veon. It's a nice little duo. We need the O-line to produce for Le'Veon to do anything. Mm-hmm. He he couldn't do anything last year. And the rust from not playing the year before and a little knick-knack injuries here and there. But, I mean, we had uh, Bashar Perriman, get Mims from the draft, Crowder. So, I mean, they're, they're there. We got two good tight ends in uh, Griffin and Herdon. I like Herdon. So, I mean. I'll tell you that. I like yeah. I think Mims is a cool, interesting draft pickup. And Jamison Crowder is really good, but the rest of the the rest of the offense outside of those two, Herdon and Le'Veon, scares me, including the O line. Uh, yeah, there's a reason that Darnold and Le'Veon are hurt. Yeah, um, like we lost Beecham, and we had a uh, Beckton from the draft. So I mean, we added a few other ones too. We got a new center. I think we got a guard too. But. You know how young it, guys it, are at those positions. Exactly. Very, it, it really just all lays on. You flip on, a coin and hope they're good. Yeah, it lays on how well can the offensive line protect us and give us time, and how will the defense react to having your two head guys and two captains just disappear. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> go Jets. <laughs> <laughs> go Jets. They're, they're probably going to end up fourth in this division to me. I, I don't I don't think um, it's gonna be a fun year, but you know they're they're the they have the most wins in the league right now, so they have hope. J E T S Jets Jets Jets. Uh, Sam Darnold is the best QBR in the league at the time of recording. Um, <laughs> uh, now the team that I'm very yes, excited sir. for is this Miami yes. Dolphins team. I think Tua is gonna come in week three, week four, and just absolutely ball out. And Fitzpatrick's going to hold them uh, high during that time as well. Yeah, now whether that high is um, peak performance in 0-3 or they're some combination, <laughs> like, you know, they, they could very well not win a game but still be playing well. Um, yeah. And I think that's kind of how this is going to go. I think the Dolphins are probably the team that is going to overplay their talent more than anybody else. 
if that makes sense. I think okay. I think they don't have a whole lot of weapons. Devontae Parker's cool. Um, I don't even know who their starting running back is going to be this year. Um, well, they added Brita, so. It's probably going to be Matt Brita then. Because um, yeah. I know they had a whole bunch of guys, and they wound up trading Kenny on Drake, and I didn't really know what happened with that position after. Um, yeah. I couldn't name you another wide receiver outside of Parker. I don't know <laughs> who their tight end is. Yeah. But for some reason, I don't know. I just think this team is going to play above of what they should because they have a very unique culture down there. Uh, you saw it at the end of last season. Like They ended up with five wins, and to start the year, we actually thought they were the worst team ever assembled. I don't yeah, know if like, but... you guys were watching, but I actually thought they were the worst football team I have ever seen in my life. And they wound up winning yeah, more games than like six teams. Yeah. So uh, two two things on the defense that I really uh, enjoyed them making is picking up uh, Byron Jones and Kyle Van Noy. Yeah, and those are two like younger veterans that you know should hopefully stay on the team for a couple of years, saying if yeah they decide to, and they're really gonna put a an emphasis because they're both from winning cultures, right? Seattle and New England. These are yeah. two te- two guys that were anchors in really good defenses for a while. Um, they're just going to bring the right type of mentality to the defense that they're going to need, and it's going to help them in the long run. Facts. So I think the Dolphins end up like a game or two above the Jets, but that game or two is going to feel like a really big canyon. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Now, I have them a game or two under. And that's fine. Is that bias? Who's to say? A little bit, but that's fine. <laughs> Who's to say? <laughs> but <laughs> I got them a game or two under, and, I mean, we're right there with uh, Bills winning it and uh, Pat's at number two. So, yeah. uh, Last division. We got one more division. I know we've been talking a long time, but we're excited. I uh, hope you've been enjoying it. Shout we're out excited. to everybody Come who's on. still here. Come on. Uh, AFC South. This is always just a crapshoot division, just every year. Um. Every team feels like they're in it because they kind of are. Jacksonville won't be, though. I'll tell you that. Uh, (laughs) Jacksonville went from probably should have been in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Yeah. Like, I think they should have beaten, what was that, the the Patriots? Uh, They probably should have won that game. I believe so. Yeah. And now they're... I know a lot of people had the Jags (laughs) winning that Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, They look bad. They don't have anybody from that roster anymore. Fournette's gone. Fowler's gone. Ramsey's gone. Ngakwe's gone. Like, just the, the team feels gutted. The list goes on. <laughs> and it's mostly because... It's mostly because the front office over there just doesn't know how to treat their players. Yeah. And so they draft these guys who are, like, project prima donnas, but they have a lot of talent. Think... Justin Blackman, if you guys even remember who he is. Um, <laughs> and if you do, then you're a real OG. Um, <laughs> they draft these guys that are projects, but they don't know how to, like, think like you go to the, the supermarket and you need to get groceries, but you don't know how to cook. So you don't know what to get. Oh. <laughs> it's like so that. So you're just out here buying you're stuff. You're just buying stuff and hoping that you know, you how, don't to even know how to put it together. Yeah. And, like, you know, one time it was kind of a good dinner, but you don't remember what you used. Mm, you don't know how long you cooked it for. You don't know how you seasoned it. You don't know what heat you don't know anything. It just kind of worked mm. one time. 
Um, mm. That's probably the best on the cuff analogy I've made in a while, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's exactly what I don't know why I'm talking about Jacksonville first, but that's what I'm talking about. Um, they're just gonna stink. Just, just to get them out of there. Yeah, get them out the way. Put them out of their misery. They're gonna win like a game or two. I really do think <laughs> that they might be. Take Miami I was, I was last gonna give year them and three. put them this year. I think they might be the worst team we've ever seen. I don't know who their quarterback oh. is. Oh, it's Gardner. Gardner's cool. Yeah, he's fun. So they'll be a little bit. Better. Uh, I give them like three. Yeah, I'll say. I ain't gonna be too harsh on them. I'll give them three. And they have they have some talent. Like the offense is like talented enough. They have receivers. Yeah, and they still got Miles Jack there. So I mean. They got people here and there. Ooh, I can't wait for Miles Jack to leave that team and end up somewhere cool. Ooh, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Don't do this to yourself. Don't do it to yourself. <laughs> I will. I, I forgot to mention with the Vikings, but they did go out and trade for Ngakwe, and that's a big pickup for them, for that defense. Yeah, um, that is. But, yeah, that, that, was a while, that was an hour ago we were talking about them. So, <laughs> um, um, But... Jacksonville, they're going to stink. We're going to go back to the order we've been doing it. Uh, Houston, they were 10-6 and six last year. They went to the AFC Championship game, right? Yeah, they beat the they beat the brakes out of the Ravens, if, if I remember correctly, right? Am I remembering mm. wrong? I think something's getting lost in something's getting lost. translation somewhere. Something's getting lost somewhere. But they beat they, – they went to the AFC Championship. They had a really good game. Until it wasn't against the Chiefs. Yeah. They were winning. They looked really good. Deshaun Watson. They start out, what, 24 to nothing? And then the Chiefs score 70 unanswered? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think it was like, I think they scored 34 unanswered and then wound up winning like 52 to 38 or some nonsense like that. Bro, I remember I was driving down to Atlanta for this uh, football gig I have. And we're watching the game in the car. And they go out on that spree, 24 nothing. It's like, man, <laughs> this is really happening to the Chiefs? So we pull up to the hotel, do whatever we got to do. So we're not really watching the game. We get to the little meetings and stuff, and the Chiefs are winning. <laughs> the Chiefs are winning. We're just going nuts. Bro. Like, oh, my God. I remember. There's just no that. way. <laughs> I remember watching that, and you watch, like, those two scores happen back-to-back for the Chiefs, and you're like, uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> it was literally uh-oh. like a uh oh. It's happening. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you just, just knew, knew it in your bones you <laughs> that it was going to happen. You could feel the thickness in the air that it was just happening. Yeah. And they, um, they started gasping. And you know, like so. not to put this too much on them, but it was their game to lose at that point, and boy, did they stink it up. I blame Bill O'Brien as I love to do because I think he's awful. <laughs> just to put it nicely, I think he stinks. But I think Houston's going to be better this year. They lose DeAndre Hopkins, but they get more depth, actually, at that position. Um, another year from Deshaun Watson, who I think is a top-five quarterback in the league. And if yeah. you have a top-five quarterback in this league, it's really hard to be bad. Yeah. So, Losing uh, one of the top five wide receivers is tough. Is tough. I also but. I do think that getting David Johnson, if he's healthy and is actually like a person, um, <laughs> is actually a really nice benefit for them. It adds a whole new dimension to their game. 
they weren't a particularly dangerous running team last year. And this gives them a running back and a guy to throw to out of the backfield, which they just haven't had. So yeah. I'm excited to see that. Will Fuller is still really good. They go get Randall Cobb. Um, yeah, Randall Cobb, Kenny Stills. Yeah, they get Kenny. So, St- I mean, Kenny Stills is healthy. So I think this is an yeah. interesting team. J.J. Watt's back and, like, actually back. Um, I like tennis. Uh-huh. I like Texas. I think they're going to win this division, but I think there's a team looming, and it's not the next one we're going to talk about. <laughs> okay. So who we got next, Bert? We got the Tennessee Titans. Okay. The Derrick Henry Show. Derrick Henry Show. Yes. And, and I, s- I say that because I think the Derrick Henry Show, um, you, you know what they say about sequels, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're never as good. They're never, never as good, but sometimes you, you get that diamond in the rough, and it's fire. It's true. And and I'm going with that diamond in the rough, and I actually got the Titans somehow, some way, winning this division. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I like the Titans. I really do. I think Derrick Henry's mm-hmm. fun. I think this team is very interesting. They play team defense, which is not something you you see a lot from a bunch of nobodies on defense. Um, yeah. I just don't think that a full season of prep of preparation against Ryan Tannehill has ever looked good. And I think we're just going to get that full Miami flashback. Okay. Um, I think Tannehill takes a big step back because this year he's going to have to actually throw the ball a little bit like he didn't in the playoffs. Didn't they win a game where he threw it 11 times? That's not going to happen. <laughs> That's just not going to happen. Um, I, and if it goes onto his shoulders, I don't think he can do it. I just don't. I don't trust Ryan Tannehill. I I mentioned it with Houston. Having a top five quarterback is it's hard to lose. I think having a bottom ten quarterback, it's hard to win. Okay. So is that a little um, rough to call Tannehill a bottom ten quarterback? Eh, A little bit, but I don't think what he did last year deserves any like actual praise. Yeah, but I don't think it really comes down too much between them two. I don't have faith in Bill O'Brien. That's my issue with yeah, the Texans. Yeah, and I can get behind that. But you know they're great in the regular season every year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't put them higher than the Texans by a lot, uh, by any means. But I definitely think um, and they play a little better than a Bill O'Brien-led Texans. So Okay. Well, we're going to see them tonight. So by the time you guys are listening, this, their first game's probably over. And they might have already crapped the bed, so we'll find out. Yeah, you you might start this episode at kickoff. Yeah. <laughs> but you might end it <laughs> at the end of the fourth quarter. <laughs> I hope the game's not that short. Um, and then <laughs> the last team who I actually think is going to be very, very sneaky is the Indianapolis Colts. Last year, I thought they were going to be better than they were. Um, Andrew Luck kind of shocks the world and retires early. Yeah. Um, understood. I wish him the best. I hope he's doing great, living his best life. Love the guy. But now they they were left with a quarterback issue. Jacoby Brissett was a nice little backup to have. They had that in case because Luck's injury issues. But he was yeah. definitely not a starter. And so they go out and they get a, a, a starter, all right. Phillip Rivers. Um, 
it's going to be a very interesting fight for who actually starts. I feel like Rivers is starting week one, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I feel like the vet is obviously going to yeah. have that extra push. Because why yeah. bring him in to be a backup? Yeah, it's exactly. When Brissett's not really that guy. Um, It's going to be an interesting year for them. I think their defense is just really getting better. I think that defense is yeah. actually, for the first time in a long time, an actual plus for the Colts. They, they go pick up your boy, Xavier Rhodes. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, if they can fix that reclamation project of a man, then he's a <laughs> weapon. But if they can't, then he's probably just not going to play. I think they... But they got the Forrest Buckner, Justin Houston. That's a Houston. big pickup. Like, they went yeah, out man. and they got some guys on defense, and their defense was already getting better. Mm-hmm. The Forrest Buckner is going to be really, really good for them. Uh, he got a lot of money, so he better be good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, Absolutely. On offense, they still got T.Y. Hilton, and he's been—he's just been really good for the last couple of years. Marlon Mack is over there; um, he'll be yep. healthy this year. They got a rookie running back who I can't remember who—who who his name is. Um, Did they get Jonathan Taylor? Are they the ones that got Jonathan Taylor? Yeah, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Um, he did not have to make a far move. He went from Wisconsin straight to Indianapolis, and he was probably the best college running back I've ever seen stay. So, like, Zeke was there for, like, a year or two, and he left. Um, Jonathan Taylor was absolutely phenomenal in college every single year he played. And so I'm excited to see if it translates. I think it will. And I don't know. Again, he's probably not going to start week one. I think it's Marlon Mack's job to lose, and he eventually will. But I I think the Colts are probably... All three of these teams are built very similar, right? They have, like, one or two guys that are really, really standout. Um, The Texans are the only one with an actual quarterback. And all four of these teams in this division have, like, competent defenses that could be better than we maybe think. Um, I think the Colts actually wind up second in this division, and they win, like, ten games. I really do. They fight for a wild card spot. In fact, I think they get a wild card spot. Okay, and so I think uh, I the the wild card spots for me are the Colts, the Patriots, and the Browns. I think those are my wild card teams. Colts, Patriots, and the Browns. Yeah, because we get three of them now, so I, I'm I'm taking those three. Okay, I feel it. The Browns are up there. Patriots are up there. Oh, uh, the Colts. I would probably. Yeah, I mean that's my sleeper. Uh, that, that's my sleeper pick. I, yeah. I I definitely am higher on them than probably others are. Yeah, yeah I, I mean it's fair. It's definitely fair. So forget about wild cards. Who you got in the conference finals? See, the conference final I feel like is actually going to be really predictable. Yeah. Um, which it actually wasn't predictable last year. Baltimore lost. Lamar laid an egg. And they wound up losing. But I think we get the the match we've always wanted, and that's the Chiefs versus the Ravens. Absolutely. And I think that the Ravens don't overcome their playoff woes since the loss of Joe Flacco. Um, they've, they've had it kind of rough. They've lost a lot of very tough losses in the playoffs. And I think that continues. I actually think they get it handed to them. Um, and the Chiefs wind up representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. 
And for the first time in a long time, I think the Chiefs actually back-to-back it. So this is the first back-to-back Super Bowl winner in a while. Okay. And I think the Chiefs do that. Okay, okay. I like it. Um, I'm going to go the other way. I think the Ravens build on their playoff woes, and Lamar and company finally are able to do something in the playoffs because the last two years just haven't been good. They just straight up haven't been good. Some would say bad. Some yeah, would. most would say bad. Yeah, I would say would bad. Say, most <laughs> would say. I would say bad. But, I mean, one thing about Lamar, he's just constantly and constantly and constantly gets better and builds on what he's not good at. I agree. And that's something to be said about the kid. No, I've, and, and, now, I, and this is no slack on him. I love Lamar Jackson. I think he is a phenomenal player. Thought so at Louisville. Mm-hmm. If I was a scout, I probably would have thought so out of high school. Um, <laughs> I don't know. He just has that thing, like that excitement. Like he brings like an energy yeah. to a sport that needs it, right? Yeah. But I don't know. I, I, I just. Now, year one, he was a rookie. He was trying to do everything and anything, put the team on his back. They uh, Flacco wasn't happening, so it is what it is. Second year, everybody else just didn't show up, so he had to be that guy to make stuff happen. And he wasn't able to because nobody was contributing at all. So now, part three. Will we be able to mesh everything together and have a nice run in the playoffs? Yeah, I think I hope they are so, because I don't like when these young guys get bad like playoff reps. I think that's yeah a really overstate, especially in the NFL. I think overstating being bad in the playoffs is tough since it's singular games. Like it's not like I'm talking about how bad Clayton Kershaw is in big games in the playoffs where he's pitched in <laughs> what 25 big games in his career already in the playoffs. So yeah. it's, it's not like that. Like we're out here talking about. Lamar Jackson's 0-2 in the playoffs, so he stinks. Is he overrated? No, no. That's exactly. Not that's not what this is. Because like, you got to look at everything around it, yeah. and everything around it doesn't show that he, him himself was terrible. Yeah. The teams were ter- terrible at the not, time. Not terrible, so, but they played terrible. Well, again, yeah. if it smells like a duck, quacks like hey. a duck. Hey, go ducks, baby. It sucks. <laughs> so. Ducks. But, yeah, that's, that's what we got <laughs> go for ducks. you guys. Um you know, it was a lot to talk about. Four divisions on each side, and uh, yeah. we haven't talked about it at all in months. So we kind of had a, a a word vomit for it, but it, it's something that we we haven't even talked about it too much. Like me and Brooklyn on the side, so this was kind of just yeah. All we we just had division. no time. Yeah, <laughs> just no time. So um, thank you guys so much for listening. Please, if you have any. Um, doubts in what we say or think we're stupid let us know because i'd love to be <laughs> involved in some some nonsense i don't know it sounds fun but now we can't leave the people without our super bowl predictions yeah yeah let's just let's let's say i'm condensed right seahawks chiefs for me and i got the chiefs winning bucks ravens ravens taking it home it's that easy we got two different super bowls i like it i'm here for it um, yes sir just know that alejandro super bowl is uh, different. That's all you need to know. <laughs> it, it hits different. <laughs> and check out the socials to check out all that at underscore the spectators. Yeah. Follow us. Interact with us. We, we've been, I mean, we put all our stuff on Instagram on Twitter as well, but, you know, we've been, Instagram's we've been working at. hard on that. So Yes, we have. And we hope you guys are enjoying it. 
Yeah, so thank you guys so much. Take it easy. Enjoy this NFL season. Enjoy your Sunday. And while your team is still undefeated, please enjoy it because it won't last long. All right? <laughs> yes, sir. Take it easy, guys. Later, everybody. Go Jets. Skull.